Hello and welcome to Meet Her, the newest addition to Virtual Inforum. My name is Terry Barclay and I'm President and CEO of Inforum, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity in business leadership. The Meet Her podcast series introduces listeners to women of accomplishment whose experiences and insights feed us all on our leadership journeys. Joining me today is Sandy Stajkowski, CEO, North America, Vitesco Technologies, and Chair of the Board for Vitesco Technologies in the U.S., Canada, and Italy. She also retains the title of Senior Vice President of the Global Injectors Business Unit for Vitesco Worldwide. And as if that's not enough to keep her busy, she is a member of the Inforum Board of Directors. We're so thrilled to have her involved and our Automotive Next Executive Committee. Welcome, Sandy. Well, hi, Terry, and thanks for the warm introduction. It's certainly my pleasure to join the Inforum Board and thanks for having me as a guest on your podcast. I've been listening to the first episodes Congrats to you and the team on the launch of this and the rest of the changes you've made to enable all the great work Inforum does to continue on, even in this virtual world. Oh, well, well, thanks, Sandy. And we're just really pleased that given the incredible uh, breadth and reach of your roles, that you're able to spend some time with us. So, so let's just jump right in. How do you encourage creative thinking among your team? Yeah, uh, this question is especially relevant since so many situations today are fundamentally new challenges requiring creative thinking. And I'd say creative thinking is all about responding when there's no map for the road you're on. I mean, just to cite a recent example, think about the coronavirus pandemic. None of us have been through such a thing before, so we can't rely on experience in the situation. We have to be able to bring creative thinking out from our teams, but it's not just for a pandemic. It's somehow also our new normal, certainly in the auto industry, but most likely in lots of other places as well. I'm reminded there's a, of a time when one of my team members asked me after an especially challenging period of months when I thought, he said, when, when are we going to return back to normal? And I laughed. And we joke about it now, but I surprised him when I said, never. This dynamic environment <laughs> is the new normal. And so this creative thinking is just all about responding when there's no map for the road you're on. And so, you know, when I think about, well, how do I do this with my team? It's not so much by the direct actions that I take with them, but rather about focusing on creating the conditions for creativity. And mm. I create the conditions um, for creativity with really uh, three different kinds of areas. You know, one, first and foremost, is the psychological safety. Having a psychologically safe culture. This happens from being really collaborative and transparent with data and decisions. And I think always putting the team and the team's success first. And then the second piece is somehow about developing together with the team a long range plan. And not because we're trying to predict the future 
but to clarify our points of views about where we want to be and what we think will be needed to get there. And just the act of developing these plans together as a team, it means that when circumstances change, we can be creative, collaborative, and aligned um, as, as we face them. And then the last thing I'll mention is, you know, something I think of as being called like a whole business-minded team, you know, through regular leadership team reviews, where we really try to give everyone else context of what we're working on individually and also how we see the bigger picture in our various silos. Um, this creates the context to see the problems and opportunities early. And by being early, then we can be more creative. So these are the things I use now to create the conditions for creativity, but I'm also always open about hearing new creative approaches others have found and, and uh, you know, we continue to be creative about how to create the conditions for creativity as well. I, I just love that distinction uh, because that really is the job of the CEO is to create that environment. And I love that your very first point had to do with psychological safety. I mean, you know, that's uh, when the, the, the world is scary enough, you know, out there, there's um, so much change, so much that isn't in our control. And what a great job uh, you're doing, creating that space, that safe space where people can take risks and sort of innovate. innovate. So, so it, that kind of leads to our next question, which is, what's your personal superpower and how has it helped you in your career? You've had an amazing career. Well, thank you. I mean, this, this question already somehow feels a bit embarrassing to answer, but I'll give it a shot. Um, you know, I've always been super motivated and driven uh, but even super motivated and driven people face difficult challenges in a professional setting. I mean, things like, you know, a sudden change in leadership, a big drop in the market, you know, being acquired by another company, facing a big quality problem, maybe even losing a job. And while we can't control these things, we can absolutely control our attitude and responses to them. So I actually believe my superpower is making the most of change by choosing how to frame things, choosing my attitude. And while this might sound a little corny, um, it fits to one of my favorite quotes. Um, and, you know, that's from Maya Angelou, who said it best. You know, she says, if you don't like something, change it. And if you can't change it, change your attitude. And this fits just perfectly to really how I, I see the superpower uh, in my own words, and in my office here, I've got a blank frame. Um, and the reason I have a blank frame is because I like to say the frame you set is the picture you get. Because oh, how you my. frame things is absolutely what you end up actually facing. And it's so important. What an incredible, that is a great story. You have a blank frame. Oh, what a great reminder that is. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of carried me through. It's, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the things on my plate right now is um, including phasing out certain project, uh, products and closing a plant. And this kind of challenge could be viewed pretty negatively, of course. And while it certainly is negative, 
it's also not changeable. So after you know going through maybe the the period of uh, dusting yourself off first, I deliberately chose how to frame this very unchangeable event in a way that keeps me and the team highly motivated. And and so we look at it as, hey, we're not closing a plant and phasing out products. We're enabling the team's employability after the plant closure by giving them lots of flexible uh, roles across different functions. We're this is an opportunity for us to gain further experience by being battle tested in a new way and you know being grateful that it's in our hands to do this because we know we'll make sure our people are taken care of as best as possible so oh you know this is I, this is just a way of I, I use as an example but it's it's really necessary sometimes to have this blank picture frame and, and to be very careful about how you frame things and uh Maybe yeah, just to no. talk about how this has affected my my career. Um, you know, I, I guess maybe you'd say it's impossible. How could making the most of change not help your career? Uh, that's that's somehow true because without framing things, you know, there's no way I would be prepared for my current responsibilities. And you know, all those challenges I mentioned at the very beginning there, those are actually all real challenges from my past. So um, yeah, without frame, framing those real challenges um, and, and making the most of it, there's no way I'd be prepared to be doing what I'm doing now. Uh, this is a little bit of a deviation, but was how did you, and maybe it is related to our next question, which is what's the skill that you constantly work to improve? to improve but it's I, I that's just such an those were such impressive specific examples and um, concepts that I, I think most of us struggle to have enough um, sort of self-awareness and uh, you know manage ourselves to be able to create and choose that framing so I don't know is maybe you can answer both questions when you talk about the skill you <laughs> you're working to improve, but I'd love to know what your secret sauce is there for being able to, to come up with that positive framing. Oh, well, um, yeah, I mean, maybe to set a little context um, around skills, I've, I've always loved team sports, the competition, the camaraderie, it's great. But somewhere along the way, I learned that my race is, is not in competition to others. My race is always against, I'll say, yesterday me. Um, and, and, you know, yesterday me was good for the challenges I faced yesterday, but today I'm going to face different challenges. And so I have to be better, right? And so I just kind of always look at it that I'm on this journey to fulfill my purpose, um, you know, and, and I've personally defined that as being the kind of leader I would want to have, one that creates a kind of environment where all talent can fulfill their fullest potential. And so this is not about one skill in particular. It's not even about one single way to frame things from one day to the next. It's a journey. It's ongoing. And, uh, you know, with hopefully another 20 years or so to go in my career, I'm probably halfway there, but I'm always working to improve on yesterday me. Wow. Another great image to for all of us to carry. So that kind of is a great tee up for our next topic, which is what, what's the one characteristic that you believe every leader should possess? The ability to earn the trust of others. 
there's um there's this book it's a great book i liked so much that i gave it to uh, my team last year it's called the thin little book on trust it's by charles feltman and uh, in it he defines trust as a function of four things so uh, these four things are competency caring sincerity and reliability you know and just to explain this a little further he says that unless people believe you're competent unless they know you care about them unless they believe you sincerely mean what you say or unless you reliably do what you say you'll do they won't trust you and as a leader this really inspires me to continuously develop my competencies to be willing to open up and show that I care about people as individuals and for our success um, and, and to always do what I promise. And so this ability to earn the trust of others, I think is just fundamental for all leaders to possess. We're going to have to post that up um, on our website under your recommended reading, if you're okay with that. Um, yeah, we're... absolutely when we're done with the podcast, because what a great um, recommendation, the thin, the thin little book on trust. Is that it? Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and as it says, it's thin, so it doesn't take too long to read. <laughs> I, lo <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Very important, right? In, in this day of great stress everywhere, right? That's right. So, <laughs> so one final question. You've, you've shared this great book title. Are there other blogs or podcasts or other media that you engage with to generate new ideas and keep you on the course you want? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I am somehow a voracious reader of all sorts of things. Um, mostly nonfiction books, occasionally a, a fiction book, but mostly nonfiction books and magazines. And I've got a ton of blogs I listen to. Um, and so maybe just to mention a handful of them. I, I mean, I probably read 20 nonfiction books a year. Um, some of my favorites, um, anything from Give and Take, uh, The Obstacle is the Way is a great one, um, Great by Choice, um, obviously, the trust book that I just mentioned, um, Turn the Ship Around is another good one. And, and one I think applies to any leader is The Coaching Habit. Um, so those are some of my favorite books I'd recommend. Um, for magazines, I, uh, Fortune, Harvard Business Review, Fast Company, Automotive News, all of them kind of for the last 20 years or so. Again, these have been my mainstays. And then more recently for podcasts, um, yeah, those, uh, anything from uh, Women at Work by HVR is a great one. Uh, How I Built This, Masters of Scale with Reed Hoffman is another interesting one. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, maybe uh, some more locally, uh, Jan Griffiths has Finding Gravitas, which is very mm -hmm. interesting. Um, and now, of course, there's the Meet Her by Inforum <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, thank you so, so much for being generous with and, and candid uh, with some of your key principles and for letting our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Thanks for joining us today, Sandy. Thank you, Terry. It's been fun. 
So that wraps up our podcast. Please come back to informummichigan.org for more opportunities to meet her. And while you're there, check out the other virtual Inforum components, including a growing library of video tips, virtual leadership development programming, and even a series of virtual events. Thank you.